It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Esteban Ocon is going to be a Grand Prix winner in Formula One. Ocon wins the Hungarian Grand Prix. (laughs) Yes, guys. Well done, mate. He just won the Hungarian Grand Prix. Well done, mate. Fernando came third. Fernando came fifth, uh, but he uh, is probably the reason that he won. He held off uh, Hamilton for a long time. What a legend. What a legend. <laughs> Man of the day. 2022 is here. Vroom, vroom, baby. Oh, my. A new year, new possibilities. Haas are on equal first place for the championship right now. Nikita Mazepin can win it all. But first, we must and we need to hand the mic over to a man. A man that spent New Year's Eve with your mum and ended the year with a bang. A man that already accomplished all his New Year's resolutions in five minutes. A man that carries wet floor signs around with him because of the impact he has on the females. That man. Is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty. It's lights out and away we go. Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well, that time has arrived. Sit back, relax, for the Park It In My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. It's your main squeeze, Colby, aka the Cold Eponymous, and I'm just rolling around in the slop, trying to shake off a few extra pounds by the 300-foot infinity pool here at the Pimp Racing Arena. Woo! Klaus. Klaus. Bring me a mojito now. And while you're over there, if you happen to find my Fermi, just park it on up in there. Ooh, that's a tight fit there. Woo! As it is the parking in my Fermi show, the number one comedy F1 podcast in the entire world, according to my mum. And she's never wrong. 
We have all the news, opinions, discussions, results, reviews, previews, love triangle, Norris, girlfriend, goss, and more. And it's episode 101, coming at you hard and fast. So don't be soft and slow if you've missed out on the previous 100. They're on the greatest website ever created that doesn't contain naked selfies yet. Park it in my fairmate.com or better yet, you gorgeous muffins. Look down at that podcast listening device. You see that subscribe and follow button? Oh yeah, give that thing a little slap and tickle. That way you get to be the first in the world to hear my sexy, soothing, smooth sounds. There ain't nothing wrong with getting down and dirty with the Cordopotamus each and every week. No, 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 no. Socials? Fuck yeah, we've got some socials. The new and improved socials are up and running. Link in description. And parking in my firm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But what the hell are we going to be talking about on the show today? Well, I mean, I'm going to have to introduce you all to a brand new segment <laughs> Cordy's Rants, that's coming up a little bit later on, where I absolutely let it fucking fly on whatever has pissed me off lately. I come through and I tell you how to fix Formula One for good, as well as we have a very, very special... Cordy's Top 5. Cordy's Top 5 as well at the end of the show, plus lots, lots, lots more. So, don't sit there all uncomfortable. Strip down, light some candles, spray some perfumes, cover yourself from head to tippy-toe in all the essential oils that you need. Grab a glorious double Midori on ice, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hamilton's going to try again. This time on the inside, a continent touch. Verstappen is out of the race, and that's a big crash into Cops. Michael, this is Toto. Go ahead, Toto. Uh, Michael, I just send you an email. Um with the diagrams where the car should be. Did you receive that? Uh, Toto, I don't uh, access my emails during a race deliberately because I concentrate on the race. Oh uh, yeah, then you should maybe look at this because there is something with the rules I'm coming up. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do. <laughs> now, Klaus, Klaus, you're listening? Dumb bastard. We have some good news today. Because we've got some fan mail delivering. I love when the fans write into the show. Klaus, hand that over. Hand that over. Okay, let's have a look here. Let's have a look. It gives me the nice warm and fuzzies that you can feel those fuzzies all the way down into my plums. But today we have an email from Greg. Yes, the email was printed out. Klaus, thanks for destroying a few trees. Sebastian Vettel is not happy. The email comes all the way from Greg from Leeds in the UK. He says, Cody, you're so handsome. You're so gorgeous. Your package is the biggest. Your show is better than an orgasm. When my phone notifies me of a new episode being released, I need to change my trousers because I became a little bit too excited. Klaus is the worst and you're the greatest. Blah, blah, blah. It's the typical email I get a hundred times a day. You guys don't need me to go on and keep reading. Same thing all you guys write. And I don't blame you either. But he goes on to say... Michael Massey was horrible in 2021. Okay, okay, well. I don't agree, but anyway. He was the worst thing to happen to the sport, and there is no chance in hell that they bring him back for the 2022 season. Oh my God, Greg. Gregory. Especially after that Abu Dhabi performance, do you think he is going to be shown the door or who should replace him? P.S. It should be you 
PPS, this is definitely a real email and not a setup for the next segment. PPPPS, I love Klaus. And he, and Klaus should host the show? Love Greg. Oh my God, what the fuck? You think, you think Klaus, you think Klaus should host this show? Oh, I'm so angry. I am so livid. Michael Massey should remain? Greg, you, you, you idiot. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Oh, oh my God. I have contained my rage for as long as possible, but I shall unleash my fury upon you like the crashing of a thousand waves. You have made me very angry. Very angry indeed. I got a lot of problems with you people. You're gonna hear about it. I am untethered and my rage knows no bounds! Oh my god! He's gonna blow! Starting right here, Greg, you fucking idiot. You are so stupid. I hope you trip and fall and you sprain your ankle. First of all, Klaus, the guy to my right now, he is mentally challenged. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. He's too busy crying over the fact that Lando Norris has himself a new girlfriend. And second, you think they're actually going to get rid of Michael Massey? I am sick and tired of of people on social media out there saying that Michael Massey needs to get gone. These other podcasters, oh, Michael Massey, he's got to be shown the door. Look, I'm the first one to have a fucking crack at Michael Massey. He is an idiot. He does idiotic things. He's a poor communicator. He doesn't know the rules. And if he does know the rules, he doesn't give a flying fuck what they are. These radio messages between the race director and the team principals need to continue. They are entertaining as all hell, and when TV viewership is higher than it has ever been in the last decade or so in the sport, you need to capitalize on it and continue to expand. See, in 2021, Formula One season was the most watched ever in the US, with an average of 934,000 viewers, up 54% from last year's season, and up 39% from 2019, and up another 25% from the previous all-time high, of 748,000 back in 1995. Yes, I've done my research because you've pissed me off, Greg, from Leeds or wherever I said you were from because it definitely was a real email. The market in which Formula One has always wanted to crack is opening up like a cheerleader's legs when she hears the court eponymous is lurking about. Drive to Survive can inject a whole new audience into Formula One and having the closest season in a long time just happened just then Everyone is hungry to see what happens next. You need to continue to entertain the audience. You need a good product. Yes, of course you do. But you need the characters. You need the two rivals, Hamilton versus Max, Toto versus Horner. But then you need the establishment. You need the man that's keeping them all in check, the referee, Michael Sassy Massey. My shaft. Oh, my shaft. It gets rock hard when the image of the FIA to the team radio's image comes on my screen. It's better than any Riley Reid video on Pornhub. I'm telling you that right now. 
You need Michael Massey in the sport because the controversy or controversy and drama bring in an audience like never before. And don't give me this bullshit. Oh, it's about the racing. I want to see them go racing. It's about the cars and the drivers. Well, go watch fucking IndyCar or NASCAR or Mario Kart 64. This is about being entertained with the best drivers in the world. You see, WWE needed Mr. McMahon in the 90s in the Attitude Era. The Marvel movies needed Thanos. Formula One needs Michael fucking Massey. Greg, you're no longer allowed to listen to the podcast. Klaus will come by and rip your ears off for enraging me today. Yes, Michael Massey is fucking useless. I agree. But because he is useless, it gives us the greatest F1 season in some time. The most watched F1 season in decades, and you better believe Bahrain, even pre-season testing, will be fucking buzzing. And Michael Massey will be able to hold his head high and say, because I made poor fucking decisions and make shit up on the spot, this race is fucking fantastic. Okay, 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 I'm calm now. I'm relaxed, I'm relaxed. Klaus, give, uh, give Daddy Cordy a little glass of the Merlot. Hmm. Oh, what, what is that? A, a 67? <laughs> no, it's rubbish. It's a 74, of course, Klaus, of course. <laughs> and now, your stat of the week. I'm a stat man. Formula One stat man. Cordy's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, stat time, yeah. Oh, so much stats, so many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, stats, 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 yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Woo! We got a stat for you today. This is a more little head-to-head -head -head comparison for the ages, because I'm going to compare Lewis Hamilton when he was 24 to Max Verstappen now. Okay, because Max, believe it or not, is 24. Now, I think this, I might do this in a bit more depth in the next episode and really dive deep into it, but let's have a look. The tale of the tape, because at the age of 24, they had both won one world title. Okay, they had both had 13 pole positions, but Max had 20 race wins to Lewis's nine. 16 fastest laps to Lewis's 3, 60 podiums to Lewis's 22, 1,557 and a half points to Lewis's 515, 3 hat-tricks to Lewis's 2, 1 grand slam to nothing, and 1,239 laps led to 615 of Lewis's. Are we seeing the makings of a new goat? That's a goat, by the way. How's that for a stat of the week? Butter, butter, bee, ba, 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 ba. He's a stat man. Ooh, that was a good stat. Great yeah, stat. Such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a stat man. Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool, he's pretty cool. Yeah. Ba, ba, da, ba, dee, ba, 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 da, ba. Ba, 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 da, ba, da, ba, dee, ba, 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 da, ba. Sebastian Vettel moved teams. He picks up his first podium for Aston Martin and their first podium in Formula One. Sebastian Vettel, congratulations. You are driver of the day. Thank you. 
I'm not, I haven't got much time to sum it up. I need to go to my guys, but uh, it's a bit weird. Who, who, who gave you my number? <laughs> <laughs> I'm now your race engineer, Sebastian. How things are going to change for you from now on? Big kiss to Silverstone. Big kiss to Silverstone to all the guys. Thank you. Yay! What a race! Yes, man! Felicidades or Feliz Navidad or whatever you say to Checo. I'm happy for him. Another win. Okay, boys and girls, gather round, gather round. Uncle Cody's going to say something that's on his mind. See, I'm here to fix Formula One. Look, did I just go on a rant about how the viewing numbers have never been better and how there is more buzz, excitement, interest for Formula One than ever before? Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, that was me. But don't rest on those laurels. No, no, sir. Reed, the laurels are comfortable. Don't get me wrong, but you don't rest on them. Let's be bigger and better than ever. So I'm going to go through the things that Formula One need to do better in 2022 because it's new regs. So it's the perfect time for Formula One to pull its finger out and just do better. We're going to start off straight away. It's the obvious. Very easy one to fix. And I have talked about it a million times. The race stewards. Make the stewards for the race the same at every single track. I've said this at least a dozen times already, a lot recently too, because of the incidences that we've had. For those that don't know, Michael Massey, the race director, goes around to all the races in the calendar, but the race stewards are different each time. The problem with that there is a lot of inconsistencies. But the FIA don't want the same stewards at each race. Their reason they're saying is because if one race steward develops a bias towards or against one driver, then that may skew their judgment. That reason is fucking BS. What actually happens is the motor clubs, auto clubs around the world at these racetracks pay lots and lots of money so that they can have some people invited to be stewards that weekend at the races in their countries and cities. Because cash is king. FIA are money-hungry assholes. Just put the same stewards in. You don't even need to fly them around to each circuit. Just have them in one centralized location like the NBA or the NFL do. Now look, I get why Massey needs to be at every circuit. I do. He's in charge of safety. He needs to make sure the walls, the barriers, structures, surfaces are all safe for the drivers. And if a crash happens during the race, he needs to be able to monitor the repairs on that wall. Is it up to code now? Can we continue racing? Is it safe for marshals to be on the track? I get that. But there are a lot of great simple solutions that can fix the issues you have of inconsistencies in penalties. Because right now, what comes to mind? Straight away, Max forcing Lewis off the track in Brazil. Okay? Yeah, Max Max probably did the wrong thing. He wasn't penalised for it. So, why not do that every single race? Every single race moving forward. Oh, no, but no, no, Saudi Arabia, it's five seconds. Oh, okay. Oh, but when Lewis does it, in Abu Dhabi and gains an advantage by going off the track, he doesn't really need to give back that advantage he gained. There's so much inconsistency, same stewards, level playing field, everyone's happy. If one develops a bias, we'll call them out in the media. I'll get him fired because I'm called upon him and I'm kind of a big deal. Next issue, the TV coverage, the direction, the directors, they, they need to be improved. Now look, is it okay to have 
a bad race here or there? Yeah, I guess. Everyone has a bad day at the office. But there were so many inconsistencies and instances in the TV director missing the action on the track because he's focused on something else. Don't just focus on the two leaders in the championship, especially if nothing is fucking happening between the two. Show some of the midfield battles, some spicy overtakes. Not just the two leaders going around lap after lap. Also, I don't know how long this deal is with Monaco for the Monaco GP and them doing their own F1 TV deal there, but scrap that ASAP because the coverage there is fucking shithouse. Yes, we were born to the Lance Stroll replay highlight meme. But when the only interesting thing happened in the whole race was then we had a cutaway to a Lance Stroll. Uh, well, he, he hit a bump or something. Uh, like, what? get your act together. Show us what's going on. That's two things. Next, the middle of the race. Okay, this is what I call. We got that little spicy start of the race. Lots of overtaking. Quick off the grid. A few crashes. Then we have the end of the race. After all the tyres, everyone's bunched up. They're pushing for it. There's the middle of the race. It can get rather boring and people in time zones that aren't forgiving may fall asleep. It happened to me a few times. Let's spice it up. Bring back the different tyre brands. Bring back refueling. You add in those elements, then all of a sudden, there's so many different elements to get some action going with different tyre brands, then you can really mix it up. Pirelli at the moment aren't doing a horrible job. They aren't, because if they wanted to, they could make a tyre that lasts a whole race. But... There are some races where they just have no idea what's going to happen, and that makes it fun, but a lot of the time, teams just opt for a one-stop strategy, chuck on some hard tyres early on, and go to the end of the race. Hoping, and we all sit there hoping that they drop off, and they rarely do. No, I want more drama than that. Like someone with an underfueled car, so they're going, they're going a lot quicker, then they have to stop. Or someone with some Michelin tyres that work better in certain conditions compared to the Pirellis. Maybe Bridgestone get back involved unless they fuck it up like they did. Just get a bit more spice out there. So I'm not falling asleep in that midsection. Next problem we need a fix. You have to keep Michael Massey. Don't give in to the peer pressure and keep the radio comms between him and the team principals on the air. If you take that away... If you take away such a new dramatic piece of Formula One picture, yes, yes, it makes Massey and the principals look like gooses. Yes, but it's entertaining as all hell, and you'll be upsetting a large number of new viewers if you remove that. So, I'm going to ask you, just start with those for now. I've got hundreds. Just start with those for now. And if you make those changes, then we can start looking at some other things. But there you go. I've single-handedly fixed Formula 1 and made it better for 2022. You've got new cars. I, I think that's going to be quite interesting to see. I really do. But what do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials at Parking in My Fair Mate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Where can Formula 1 actually improve? Ooh, Klaus, how are you feeling over there, Klausy boy? I'm good. I mean, I'm really good. I'm good. I've had a good New Year's. I had a good Christmas. I'm feeling nice. Feeling a little bit plump. But you know what? I'm not worried. And I'll tell you why. Because there is one shop I shop at online where I know I can always find the right size. I know there are always going to be shirts and hoodies in the right size for me. 
And that is parkitinmyfurmate.com slash merch. Link in description. Because we go from extra small all the way up to 5XL. It doesn't matter if you put on a few extra kegs, a couple of pounds, a couple of stones. Because you just whack yourself up a size and you're all gold. Don't worry about losing weight. Just whack up a size. Come on. We want you to feel comfortable and look. And you check out those designs. You know why I've done all that? You know why? That's exactly right. We give the people what they want. Exactly. We've got to give the people what they want. But you're sitting there. I know you're visiting the website right now. You're looking, oh, the designs are great. The prices are amazing. But, you know, I live in the south of France. I'm drinking my Chardonnay. Shipping's surely going to cost a bundle. I don't want to pay all that. That's how they get you with the shipping. Well, Klaus, they don't know about the shipping yet. They don't know what I've done with the shipping. I've told the shipping to go take a freaking hike because free worldwide shipping. We give the people what they want. So that's free worldwide shipping. All the sizes you want. Great prices. Amazing design. I have a team of artists working around the clock 24-7. I pay them $10,000 a week to design what's on that website right now for you. That's parkitinmyfirmate.com slash merch. What, you're not happy? You're not happy with that. Everything I've given you now, you're not happy. Okay. All right. Well, you're my podcast listeners. You're my little muffins. I love you guys. So how about I give you a little discount code, yeah? So when you're checking out, parkitinmyfermate.com slash merch, when you're checking out there, how about I just give you 5% off because I love you? There's a code in the description. It is podcast exclusive 5 Pop that in, 5% off your total order with the free shipping worldwide on those amazing world-class designs. Klaus, hit the button. We give the people what they want. Oh, well, well, well. Make sure you like the socials at Park It In My Ferme on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's exactly what you need to do, guys. Go like those socials. New, fresh, redonkulous meme I'm going to produce for you every day. And that's me. That's a cordy promise. What, you think some of the memes that I'm putting up aren't good? Well, I'm sorry. I'll try a bit harder tomorrow. I'm really sorry. But anyway, we're moving on because this upcoming season, we really only have one new driver joining the Formula One grid. It's Quan Yu Zhou. Alfa Romeo joining Valtteri Bottas there. There's a lot of pressure going to be put on the young Chinese driver. And the question is, will his success from Formula 2 be carried over into Formula 1? Or will he struggle like so many have in the past and be holding on tight to whatever seat they can get their hands on? Well, <laughs> because I'm not Mr. Negative Arsehole anymore... We are going to celebrate the good times in Formula 1, the greatest debuts in the sport. So get ready for a special edition version of... Cody's Top 5. Debuts in Formula 1. Woo! I'm excited. We're going to start with a bit of an honourable mention. This one goes to Mark Webber because I'm an Aussie. I've got to give my love to my Aussie. Mark Webber in 2002 for Minardi. Absolute lemon of a car, a real tractor, and despite eight of the 22 cars retiring, he still managed to defend like a fucking boxing kangaroo and get himself a fifth place in his home Grand Prix. Well done, Mark Webber. 
Couldn't get the win though in Australia. That was always a bit of a disappointment. But now let's start off with the official list and we're going to go with number five. Cody's top five. Number five, Lewis Hamilton, 2007, Melbourne. Came into the sport like LeBron James. He had all the hype around him. People knew who he was. And he came into a team that had all an all right car set up from the get-go, McLaren. He was paired up with world champ Fernando Alonso. And after a brilliant overtake on... Fernando Alonso on the first corner when he went around the outside. Oh, watch the footage if you see that one. He was even leading the race for four laps in his first outing and he managed to hold on to a third and get himself onto a podium. Not a bad debut at all. Number four. Cody's top five. Debuts in Formula One. Number four, Nico Rosberg. Now, he's coming in at number four. Debuts in 2006 in Bahrain. And being the son of a world champ does put a little bit of pressure on you to perform. He started towards the back of the grid in a Williams. He spun himself around into last place, but after a nice pit stop, some fresh tyres, he managed to get himself all the way up into seventh with some amazing driving. Not only that, managed to get himself the fastest lap as well. Well done, Nico. Number three. Cody's top five. Debuts in Formula One. Number three is... Well, let, let's explain. Let's give you the backstory, because in 2014, McLaren announced the replacement for Sergio Perez. Checo out the door, and that was Kevin Magnussen. Yes, the gorgeous blonde bombshell. They announced him as Button's teammate, and after an amazing start in P4, and, I mean, a very scary start too. He really just came across those Ferraris, nearly took everyone out, and a great battle with big dick Danny Rick gives your girl the bone. He was able to get himself all the way up into a P2 finish on debut. Kevin Magnussen, P2 on debut in Australia. I don't mind if you do. That was number three. Cody's top five. Top five debutants in Formula One. Number two, Mario Andretti. This one's going back. We're turning about the clock for the last two. 1968 for Lotus. At Watkins Glen in his home country, the US of A, of course, managed to get himself a pole position on debut. First ever driver to achieve that, and there's only been two that have. And although Jackie Stewart was able to get him on the first corner, it was still an amazing achievement. However, he was dominating that car, but the car couldn't handle it. And eventually Andretti's car fell to shit and saw him retire from the race. But it was certainly an impact of speed and domination from the first debutant to sit on a pole. Woo! And finally... Cody's top five. Debuts in Formula One number one. Johnny Herbert in 1988 had a horrific Formula 3000 crash, destroying his legs and feet. But despite this, only six months later in 1989 in Brazil, he was back in the car. This time, a Formula One car. Needing assistance in and out of the car, he persevered. Not only that, he wasn't even able to walk or use the foot pedals without excruciating discomfort, but he managed to finish P4 with Benetton. That's P4 with Benetton. As a result, also a few spots ahead of his teammate. An absolute remarkable effort. Well done, Johnny Herbert. Hero. But that was... Cody's Top 5. Debuts in Formula 1. Will Quinn Uzo make that list? Is he going to have an amazing Bahrain? I don't know. I, I would say no, but 
hey, you never know what's going to happen. What do you guys think? Let me know over at the socials at Parking in Buffermo, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Did I miss out on any? Or, or is the order wrong? Is the order wrong? You tell me. Reach out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that brings us to the end of episode 101. Fantastic. 99 to go to the big 200. No, I'm not going to do that every single show. I'm not going to. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. But anyway, if you want to check out every episode, head over to parkingtobyfairbay.com. They're all there. Slash merch if you want to buy something pretty. Also, check out your podcast listening device make sure you subscribe and follow so you don't miss out on any episodes coming up the socials are there at parking in my firm reach out slide in those dms i'll catch you you won't hurt yourself and if you want to support the show the patreon link in the description is there as well sign up and join the legends club like the queen herself atop her throne of steam and of course as always guys thanks for listening thanks for listening Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.